0: Welcome to a very special episode of Live Lunch. We are here with Terry Virgo. Terry Virgo is the founder of New Frontiers and helped start Emmanuel, CCK and Clarendon Church before that. Um, But we are also in the middle of three days of prayer and fasting at Emmanuel, building up to Big Wednesday, which is tomorrow evening at the Clarendon Centre, 8 o'clock be there. It's going to be an amazing time of us seeking God mm. together as a church on the back of three days of prayer and fasting. We're also in the middle of uh, a teaching series called Hearing God where we're looking at prayer and how we can hear God. Uh, and so it's, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for agreeing to be with us on Live Lunch, Terry. It's great to have you. It's great to be with you. We are in your office here in, uh, in, in Burgess Hill in King's, King's Church um, and surrounded by all your books. And I remember when I worked for you, but uh, f- six or seven years ago back in Kingston, I catalogued all these books. Oh Yes. So I went through all the books and I made an Excel document oh, of about all that. the books that you yeah, have, which I'm sure is by your bedside and you read, you read, you read <laughs> 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 Yes. Uh, but thanks so much for, uh, I guess we haven't, uh, you moved away from Brighton in 2011.
1: If you say so, I'm very bad at remembering dates. I think so, 2011, yes. 2012. Sounds like yeah. it, yeah.
0: Uh, and then you moved to, to Kingston. Kingston, on times, uh, yes. You are in Burgess Hill. That's right. Uh, and you'd mentioned to me that you're just about to write a blog called The Retired Apostle. <laughs> <Usel. laughs> uh, so what, have you be, are you retired? Have you been busy? What, what's, what's been
1: happening in your no, life? No, life stays very busy. I no longer kind of organise it like I used to. Uh, I've just got a new diary. And in the old days, my diary filled before I knew where I was with... Uh, uh, what was cck elders meetings and uh, new frontiers uk team meetings international team meetings prayer and fasting days uh, now none of that happens now uh, we we'll see what comes uh, there was a prophecy early on uh, after i'd handed everything over and a guy prophesied said uh, uh, there's a guy in this room there were about 20 of us and he has a roadmap in his back pocket he keeps reaching for his roadmap he has to forget the roadmap, I'm giving him a sea chart with winds and tides and currents. Mm. He has to learn to read the sea chart. So, you know, Wendy and I are often praying, Lord, show us, show us. And uh, this last year, it's been extremely busy. I'm preaching most weekends. uh, 22 of the 52 weeks I was overseas. Mm. And then this coming year, uh, we go to South Africa in about three weeks. Uh, I was in Mexico five weeks ago. Uh, we'll go to Canada, Portugal, the States three times, uh, India. So this coming year looks very full. Well,
0: so you aren't retired? No, I, I'm, I've retired
1: from yeah. Leading New Frontiers, but I seem to still be very busy yeah. uh, traveling and preaching.
0: Oh, brilliant. That's mm. that's exciting to hear. Um, so I think before we really get into some some practical tips on, on prayer, um, I remember you did an interview with an American preacher and... He he asked you, uh, "Do you like God?" You <laughs> said, "Yes, I do. I love God." Uh, and I think just really often we can view God as 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 God and with respect and reverence and awe, uh, and see him almost as as very other and very distant from us. Mm. And also, and the Bible also on that hand calls us sons and daughters, and we've got that um, incredible relationship with uh, with God, mm-hmm. uh, our heavenly Father. That's how Jesus teaches us to pray: "Our, our Father who." Is in heaven, uh, and really, my question is: how, how would you encourage people to cultivate an enjoyment of God?
1: I think it's essentially based on truth that we must really receive. Uh, uh, all prayer, I think, is a response to God's initiative. Uh, we didn't make up the idea of prayer. Um, the first reference, I think, is in Genesis four. It says, "Men began to call upon the name of the Lord." In other words, how God revealed Himself, which is what a name is about. So prayer is responding to who God says he is. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. And, of course, in the Old Testament, you get lots of other uh, names of God. The Lord will provide, etc. And And you can pray along that basis. Hudson Taylor built a great mission based on that wonderful promise. The Lord will provide and sent thousands of, well, took thousands of missionaries believing God would provide. Because he said that was his name. So you could pray that. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. So... That's our amazing privilege as children of God in the New Testament. Uh, I mean, absolutely New Testament. And, and Jesus said, when you pray, say Father. So really, it's not enough just to have a name, but to know what does that mean? And I think when Jesus came back uh, from the cross, the resurrection, you get this wonderful statement, go tell my brothers. He called them disciples before. Uh, he even called them friends. But now... They're brothers, and he's not ashamed to call us brothers because we're now in the family. And so we come understanding that our sins are forgiven. It's ever so important uh, to understand the grace of God uh, that has dealt with our guilt, uh, our shame. We're innocent before God. And some people, when they say, when you pray, start with confession, which I think is a terrible mistake because it makes you sin conscious from the beginning. Uh, Jesus gave us a prayer to pray, um, which I find a very helpful structure. Maybe come back to that later. But it starts with Father, and later on you get forgive us our trespasses. Yeah, that you know we'll come there, but we don't start sin conscious. We don't come to cliff because if you start with Lord, I'm so sorry for, uh, you have an accuser of the brothers, Satan, who will remind you of other things also. So people start praying, say God, I'm sorry. And then they hear God, Satan, say, and this, oh, yeah, and that. And so prayer is pretty miserable for some people because they they think about sin all the time instead of enjoying Father. Mm. So for me, coming to God as my father is a huge deal. And uh, I start, I come into his presence with thanksgiving and uh, start with praise and celebration. I mean, I sing quite a lot. Mm. And so I think that's a very important start.
0: And how do you how do you keep that that fresh in your, those affections fresh? So it's not letting it get too stale, not letting it, uh, not, not getting too, uh, I guess, um, used to and comfortable with massive scripture that uh, and truth in the Bible, which then stirs yeah. our affection.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, prayer is, it's not something we do that's separate to life. Prayer is part of our living. So we enjoy this relationship because God's given it to us. Uh, so that's who we are. We're, you know, if we're driving down the road uh, or shopping or whatever or looking after the kids, we are children of God. But when we, as Jesus said, shut the door and get alone with our Father, that's where we are particularly reminding ourselves and taking advantage of it. I find it really helpful to sing songs. I have a hymn book by my side, which I sometimes pick up. I often find I'm singing songs that. Uh, I've learned over the years uh, in church life songs that really say something. Um, and uh, there's one that uh, starts, oh, most holy judge, uh, you uh, made me righteous. And in the second verse it says, now I can call you father. I mean, I love singing that song. Hmm. There's another old song which says, father, I can call you father, for I am your child. Today, tomorrow, always, I will be, you'll be my father. Hmm. And I, I love sing, singing songs that really declare that he's my father. Mm. And so you say, how do I keep it fresh? I mean, to be honest, quite literally uh, like that, mm. uh, celebrating this incredible uh, reality that I'm his child now. And I think I'm always praying, give me a spirit of revelation, help me to understand this more all the time.
0: Mm. Megan, you mentioned that you the, the only time you've heard Terry speak... Uh, was a couple of years ago at worship school Mm. Uh, and yeah what what was the stuff that you were about?
2: yeah um i think you're speaking on worshiping in spirit and truth um and so I, i lead worship regularly at emmanuel um at a central brighton site and um when you spoke about that it really encouraged me to when i'm preparing for um leading worship to start with a theology scripture grounded song mm. and then kind of see what happens after that and yes. in terms of pre- preparing um i was just i guess uh, have you got any more advice or um on that as a, as a worship leader
1: <laughs> i think it's beautiful to uh, to have the attitude as a worship leader i'm so delighted to hear you uh, talk like that i think sometimes uh, uh, our worship part of the meeting. If I can use that language, someone just puts a few songs together. So mm-hmm. it's great to hear you uh, talking in that frame. I think gathering together to worship is wonderful. I think it's uh, slightly different, but the same kind of thing as praying alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just doing a prayer I'm preaching this coming Sunday on corporate prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at uh, Acts chapter 4 And uh, when they came to God, they said, oh, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth. Before they start asking anything, they're getting this glimpse of who he is. Mm. He's sovereign. He's in charge. He's ruling the heavens and the earth. He created everything. It's great to know that we're coming to someone who can handle Mm. the situation. And uh, I was thinking about this passage and how they had suddenly hit uh, disappointment, I mean, they're told no longer to preach in this name. That's the context. So they've got the fact that they've met an authority that wants them to stop. And they've got the emotion of, hey, despondency. Didn't he say he'd got all authority? Now we've got this problem. And sometimes people come to worship and they've hit problems. Mm. You know, setbacks, maybe financial, maybe in their home, in their workplace. And, And before we worship, it's so good to get a glimpse. Now, no, you're bigger than this, mm-hmm. Lord. And, and so when we worship, it's such a wonderful opportunity to renew our acquaintance with God, our relationship with him, because life is tough. Mm-hmm. And when we gather to worship, we're often distracted with many things. So as a worship leader, I think, to help people really get a fresh glimpse of God. There are things we know, like books and books one knows, but you need to take them down from the shelf and remind yourself, what is this saying? And, uh, you know, God is my father. God is in control. Hey, this is a setback. The early church was a devastating setback. You are no longer allowed to do this. They just started doing it. You must stop immediately. So, hey, that's terrible. Hey, that's disappointing. Hey, we need to meet God again. And when people come Sunday by Sunday to worship, they've often come with things like, wow, that happened. I didn't expect that. They need to see God again. And so as a worship leader... And it's me in my own private life. You know, I will get setbacks. I'll get disappointments. Uh, so I need to always come back to see how great God is. Otherwise, prayer can be moaning at Him. Um, you know, worrying out loud. Uh, really, it's really engaging yeah. with how great He is. Again,
2: it's good.
0: Mm. It's good. Uh, I, I lived with you and Wendy uh, for a couple of years back in two thousand and eight, and one of the one of the things I observed is. Faithfully, every morning you would wake up and pray at six o'clock in the uh, in the morning. To the point where I would stop setting my alarm because at six o'clock I could hear you pray. And then sometimes I'd come down and enjoy you, enjoy enjoy praying. I'd, enjoy, I'd come down and join you, and we'd we'd pray together, which I really enjoyed. Those times, and I learned so much uh, about prayer by praying with you. And so we encourage young people: Hey, get alongside older guys and yeah. and pray with them, and and, and and pray with with men and women who, who've prayed before. So you learn how to pray in those contexts. Um, but you also talk a lot about grace, uh, and we ought to be drawn to Jesus, not driven, not under law, not legalistic. So I, I guess my question is, how did you manage to keep up, how do you manage to keep up that discipline of praying faithfully every morning and spending time with God?
1: Yeah, I think that it, I think you've raised the two, the two themes that are so important, grace and discipline, and, and some would confuse the two together and feel that discipline is legalism. Um, and uh, so we're not legalistic so we don't you know we we pray when we feel like it sort of thing Uh, because we're not under law hallelujah we don't have to and I think it's important to unravel those so grace means I'm accepted I'm delighted in I'm justified I mean you just know it and you're excited about it and uh, you never move back to praying to prove yourself you don't say, I'm going to pray to get points. You know, Lord, I prayed this morning. Did I get points for that? Am I in your good books now? Hey, I'm already in his good books because of Jesus. That's done. It's finished. It's, a dealt, it's dealt with. Hallelujah. Uh, but discipline is helpful to us. And uh, I think it's John Piper who says many people want to pray, but they don't plan to pray. And I think if you don't plan, uh, I have to do... Um, Uh, A blood pressure thing for my doctor says, Can I have some blood pressure things? Uh, Like seven days of blood. I haven't done it once yet because I don't have a time in my day when I do that. And I I must do that sometime. And I haven't done it at all yet. Uh, I thought about that coming downstairs this morning. (laughs) I've got to do that. And I think if we think like prayer like that, I must do that sometime. It doesn't happen. So for me, it's priority. Um, Mm. And although I would not feel, Oh, I'm out of God's. Good books, Now, I didn't pray this morning. I, I don't have that attitude. But I, I want to, and I want to sustain it, um, so I plan to. And I think, uh, you know, it's a built-in discipline. And, uh, you know, I'm not young anymore, so this is built in now uh, as, as part of my programme. Mm.
0: Mm. So, so I guess we're saying, is there anything else that motivates you to pray every morning?
1: I I know my weakness. I know my vulnerability, I need God. Mm. I mean, that's a big, big... i not like live through today, Lord. I need you. And I honestly find the Lord's Prayer very helpful. Mm. And uh, not to say it, parrot fashion, um, but it, because, you know, it wasn't little children. We tend to associate the Lord's Prayer with, like, children praying it at school or something. Um, not anymore, but in my day. Um, but, uh, no, it, it was our apostles who asked Jesus... Mm teach us to pray and he told apostles this is how to pray i mean it's a serious structure and it has in it don't lead me into temptation it has in it give me today's bread and it has as well as lord hallelujah glorify your name your kingdom come etc and so i want to pray lord don't lead me into temptation today the world the flesh the devil deliver me from evil deliver me you're my deliverer i pray mm-hmm. for deliverance from sickness from accidents from anything satan wants to throw at me mm-hmm. so it's it's life it's like putting your clothes on mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm gonna get dressed before i go mm-hmm. out uh, i need god mm-hmm. i need god i could make a mess up any time and so i need god's help so that would be mo- motivational wow
0: mm-hmm. what does I know, my next question you may have to, you touched on it already what does that time with God look like do you, you pray through the Our
1: Father I, I'm, I, I, usually I, I start singing mm. worshipping um, I speak in tongues quite a bit uh, I sing in tongues sometimes the melody that God gives me first time I ever heard singing in tongues it was me I didn't know anyone else in the world did it and then I went to a church in London back in the 60s and they were all singing in spirit and I thought wow is this okay I've never heard that before um, but now I often sing uh, songs that I love. I sing in tongues or I sing in English. Uh, so I sing. My, I find my spirit begins to soar as I'm singing in tongues. Mm. Uh, it says, be filled with the Spirit singing, making melody with all your heart, and psalms and hymns, spiritual songs. So I'm the temple of the Spirit. Mm. So my morning starts with celebration and joy and singing. Mm. Uh, and I like taking hold of old hymns uh, because sometimes old hymns are grand. And I, I also a hymn sometimes take me on a journey, mm. which I, what I mean is, you know, verse by verse takes you further. And sometimes it takes you where you hadn't gone in your mind before. Uh, if you know, Wesleyan hymns tend to take you there. They celebrate what God's done, and then they say, oh, that the world would taste and see, and so on. It, but kind of takes me on a journey. Mm. So I find that helpful. And then I do... Uh, use the Lord's Prayer as a kind of structure. So um, I'm praying for for uh, his name to be hallowed, glorified. The, the reason this nation's in such a mess is that God's name isn't glorified and there's so much that's, that flows out from God's name being glorified. And so I, I pray about all sorts of situations under that heading. Uh, I pray for his kingdom to come, which again, I want to break out of the rule of God. Uh, so I was preaching this last Sunday. I was praying before I went. And it was lovely to see people healed. I saw some people healed. Somebody's neck got all unlocked and arthritic knees got healed and some things happened. And well, that's the kingdom of God breaking out I'm praying for that to happen. And then the will of God. Um, as I say, Lord, what am I meant to do? So mm. I kind of personalize that. You know, Lord, am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to go to India this year? Do we do we take this? You know, I've got this uh, invitation. Am I supposed to do it? Mm. I want Your will, and then under the kind of heading of daily bread, what do I need today? Mm. Uh, it's a broad. Uh, you know, mm. Lord, show us what we need uh, for today, mm. and um, then don't lead us into temptation. And that verse. Uh, don't put us to the test it's translated and I often pray whatever it means (laughs) don't take me there please don't uh, put me to the test don't leave me as a temptation deliver me from the evil so I go through it it's
0: interesting you said you you pray God you personalise it Um, should I go to India or where should I go how do you know if God's answered you and what does that look like
1: yeah I don't I don't hear voices often I have done I, I mean I don't mean I hear it in my ear I think I hear from my in my heart a sense of peace. Mm. I'm asking God to to lock me into his will, even when I don't know, because sometimes the decision gets closer and closer. You've got to make it, Mm. and you're not actually sure. And you say, Lord, please just lock me in. And I I would do what seems right for a number of different reasons, sometimes quite a specific guidance, but very often what seems to be right. Um, uh, And, uh, yeah. Mm you some
2: questions if you yeah, um so you're talking about your uh your kind of morning routine. do you ever feel like sometimes you're just showing up um or is it always that there's I don't know something um I don't know I don't know how to ask that, but yeah um do you do you sometimes feel like you're just showing up and it's the discipline i guess i
1: think I think it I think it is a discipline, but it doesn't feel like a discipline okay and uh i I think sometimes one feels more. Alive to um, what you're doing, mm. the sense of God's presence. I think that one could, you know, people say about your pain out of, you know, naught to 10, how's the pain now? Mm. You know, and you can't, maybe, I've never asked this question, it's just come to mind. Uh, you might say, in, in terms of praying, naught to 10, what's your sense of the presence of God? You could mm. ask. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess there could be times when uh, the presence of God is more strong than others but I don't think I ever uh, come I don't know um feeling well I'll do it yeah you know, I, I'm coming to my father yeah so um I don't feel I'm just doing prayer
2: mm-hmm.
1: Is that helpful I don't no, know. If it's, it is. yeah
2: it's helpful yeah, yeah. um also uh, so wrestling with uh, with God in prayer mm. um uh, how do you know when to continue wrestling or when to stop and like um how do you know when you've when
1: you've won something in prayer, I guess? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think, I think it's getting to the heart of, I guess what could be called intercession, when you really are battling for something. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I don't I don't think it's an easy thing to answer. Certainly, um, you mentioned the, uh, 132, the house 132 New Church Road, the house mm-hmm. we lived in, Johan lived with where we raised our family, essentially 30 years we lived there. I applied for it, I put in an offer lower than what they were asking in the spring. And they told us, no, uh, go away. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the the house backs onto a park, Wish Road Park. I don't know if it's got another name now. Um, And I would often take the boys around there playing football and so on. And every time I was there, and not only then, but I would go and look over the fence and I'd say, Father, I'm asking for this house. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for this house. I would day after day, week in, week out, ask for this house. And then in the autumn, I got this call from the estate agent, are you still interested? And I said, yeah, I'm interested at the price I offered in the spring. And they said, they'll they'll come to you. Mm-hmm. Now that to me, you know, my private life, that was a, one that comes to mind of asking, asking uh, when I fell in love with Wendy, at least I was thinking I was falling in love with her. Uh, you know, I was at Bible college. I'm in my 20s. Uh, I've kind of approached her, apparently. I wasn't sure if I had or not, but she told me push off. Uh, she said this, I, I, I'm not interested in romance. I want the will of God for my life. Well, I'd never met a girl who'd said anything like that before. And I thought, wow, I'd really like a girl like that. <laughs> And uh, so I set myself three days of prayer and fasting for her. Yeah. And uh, so I went after it in prayer, and I didn't know. But on the third day, to my delight, she came to me, and I thought, oh, boy, here's the ultimate push-off. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I thought. And she said, this is very embarrassing. Can we go and speak? And we went into a room in the college, and she said... "Um." um I've got something to say to you. I thought, oh, okay, it's the end of it. He said, I've fallen in love with you. So I thought, whoa, let's pray. So, um, but I think in a sense, that sense of praying and then giving up or saying, no, it's not going to happen, it, and inevitably does happen from time to time. And I think that sometimes you just have to let go. I mean, I'm praying a lot at the moment for the son of one of our pastors in, in, in Guadalajara in Mexico, and uh, his life has been uh, under threat for over a year now. And we pray regularly for him. And yet my hope and my longing is he will be healed. But mm-hmm. one, Maybe one day I'll have to say, OK, OK. Um, but I mean, I think it's impro- appropriate. It's, Jesus said men might always pray and not give up. And I think there are times we just keep praying and, and, and see what God says. Um, as a church at CCK, we battled for the building mm. and other buildings. You know, you've, you've, I think we've had lots of fighting our way through. But there will be sometimes that we we got it wrong. We didn't understand. We just have to acknowledge that. And it's sometimes hard to get back from that when you think, well, I thought and I hoped. And I think it's important then to not allow uh, disappointment to rob you of all the things you actually know about prayer that he is faithful, he can be trusted, I will come back to him freshly as my father and I have to leave the disappointment, which takes a bit of discipline in itself because mm. emotionally it can think, oh, what's the point? And you have to overcome that.
2: That's good. Mm. And do you often feel a peace then when something's one, I guess, in prayer?
1: Yeah, I think, mm. I, think uh, I think, one does, yeah. I think uh, we we our, our first grandson died the day he was born
2: mm.
1: and then uh, a few years later like the next the one yeah the next one because uh, one was born and was fine and then another one and we had that same phone call from my son Tim that horrible dull voice on the phone saying dad it looks terrible and Wendy and I were away in Kenya but we prayed and prayed and prayed and uh, and I thought, I said to Wendy I think I think I think it's done I feel we've prayed it through and uh, hallelujah it it was fine so Theo was fine but and I I think yeah I think there have been times you know even raising money for the building in in Brighton there was church prayer meetings where I felt no I think we've got it I think we've got it and uh, I think there are times when you think no it's done a piece as you put it Mm. yeah
2: it's good Mm. it's good
0: (laughs) He said, uh, I want to finish with this. And the uh, Paul talks about praying in the spirit. Um, what does that look like, and how can we pray in the spirit?
1: Well, I think praying in the spirit, praying at all times in the spirit, it says, I think praying with the help of God. And so, I think sometimes we pray and we, we feel we're saying words that are appropriate, but as we're praying, we I think what you can find sometimes is almost like Paul talks about praying with all the energy that he mightily supplies. I think sometimes you feel a fresh, I don't know, care, compassion maybe, urgency. And I think the Holy Spirit kind of kicks in. You just feel, "woo," uh, and, and you feel maybe even language is being given to you in terms of you're expressing yourself with more concern, more passion. And I, I, I feel that's part of it. Um praying, pray, he talks about praying in the Spirit, then in, in 1 Corinthians he talks about praying with the Spirit, mm-hmm. and in there it's in contrast, I will pray with the understanding, I will pray with the Spirit, which it looks like the contrast is, I will pray with t- in tongues, that's praying uh, literally in tongues, so your mind doesn't understand so um, uh, I think that praying in the Spirit covers that as well mm-hmm. but praying with the Spirit is particularly praying in tongues, but praying in the Spirit is when the Spirit is motivating, stirring, enabling, maybe quickening faith. Um, and, uh, and so it's something... We don't know how to pray, Romans 8. We don't know how to pray. We need God's help, and the Holy Spirit comes to help us in our weakness.
0: So in my, my last question. Uh, so somebody's watched this video or listened to the the podcast, and, and they said this is not my experience of prayer. My experience of prayer is... I don't really feel anything. I feel quite dry. I feel like I'm just saying the words. I'm not maybe I'm in the season. I'm not seeing any answer to prayer. Um, what's the point? you know those sort of questions? What would your encouragement be to them?
1: I think you've got to go back to what you believe. It's not just trying to pray. Hmm. You know, I better go and try. You, you need to come back to what do I believe? Uh, do I believe I'm 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 the child of God? Uh, do I believe? God has forgiven me all my sins. Do I believe Jesus died on the cross? It's going back to what you know to be true. You don't just try and pray. You need to go back to what do I know? I know, I know I believe in God. I do believe in God. I I know, I know there's a God. And he says, I can pray. I think you come that way. You come through letting truth shape the way you think. And then you respond to that. You're responding to what God says is true. I'm not just trying to make up this phenomenon called praying. Mm. I'm coming to my Father. I, I believe these things. I'm going to pray these things. Brilliant.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Terry. Okay. Really appreciate it. Um, this is so me. And, and I'm sure people who watch this, it's, it's served and blessed them. And okay. thank you for taking time. My pleasure uh, to be with us. Uh, if you're watching this in your manual we look forward to seeing you tomorrow evening at the Clarendon Centre, eight o'clock. For our first big Wednesday, which is our our a different prayer meeting. Um, I've heard rumors that we might not have any chairs on the floor. So it's going to be a different prayer meeting of just <laughs> worshiping and seeking God, um, but don't quote me on this. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back next week for a live lunch where we'll have food again because we had to finish fasting.
1: So see you next week. Thank you. It's been great being back in Emmanuel again.